0: It's going to take you a while to make dinner. Does it take you very long to make like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich?
1: I'm not going to eat a peanut butter and fucking jelly sandwich.
0: What are you going to have (laughs)
1: to do? I think I'm going to make fish.
0: Oh, like fish sticks?
1: Yeah. No, I think it might be like swordfish. I had that thawing out, so I'm going to marinate that, take a shower. When it's
0: done out of the shower, I'm going to throw it in the grill and see how, how it turns out. This is how we should start every episode out we should start it off with you telling us what you're going to have for dinner but if you could do it in a more seductive way could you explain how you're going to baste the swordfish with some delectable marinade
1: i'm not basting um i will be um throwing the swordfish in a Ziploc bag and
0: putting some teriyaki sauce in there yeah that's hot man keep telling us (laughs) <laughs> You're welcome to everyone out there listening. I mean, our podcast has the E for explicit, and that right there is why.
1: All
0: right, everyone. This is episode 74. I am your host, Andrew Dizzamone, here with... Riley Gracie. Remember the days when... I didn't remember to introduce us.
1: Yeah, we had to put a sticky note, and then it wasn't enough. Then I had to do it. I tell you to.
0: I know, and I'm I'm a big us. boy now. Look at this.
1: Yeah, it's it's impressive.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we are uh, just a few days away from the gym opening. Yep. You got well. You're. I think you're opening it up with a big. You said big luau, right? You're gonna have. Uh, no, big, no luau. No luau. No luau. No, we're
1: opening Monday. This coming Monday, the sixth. And then I start to figure out what am I going to do? Maybe have like a carry in or something on Saturday. I'm trying to figure out like what the best plan of action is. Right.
0: I don't want to interrupt the show for this, but the lighting in this room, in my room right now, it's, it's pretty good, isn't it?
1: Yeah. It's beautiful.
0: My skin looks really nice. Would you say it looks great a scale of one to 10? Where's my skin sit on that?
1: scale considering your palest bill can be oh, okay, maybe well. like a two but on the porcelain scale that might be a 10
0: <laughs> yeah in the really really white guy scale i i'm close to a 10 right now right like, right in the scale of the general population of the world yeah i'm sitting around a two or three but you know what yeah. i let me just focus on the the micro right yeah now. where were you like yeah i get it <laughs> okay well today's episode is going to be actually today's episode i'm gonna say this is brought to you by fort orange brewing company i don't i got an email from our friend craig today mm-hmm. and i don't know you weren't on that email were you no i didn't get anything all right well he said hey guys more stuff is on the way so again save, save me some of that peanut butter stuff this time <laughs> all right listen i would love to save it for you but when when we got the last stuff i was in i was in like corona had just happened i wasn't able to see you and what i'm just supposed to sit in my house and not drink all these delicious beverages one one just one so i can try it (laughs) all right i'll save you at least one this time thank you no i promise i'll I I see you more frequently now. So I I will, uh, I will evenly split it. I may even give you one, one more because technically last time it wasn't split fairly. Hey, I gave you the t-shirt. Did I not? You did. I did You did even the shirt. Yeah. we still uh, And it doesn't look good on you. I'll be honest. No, we still haven't taken our bottomless pictures and uploaded yet. (laughs) Yeah. We're sorry about that. Craig, we, we really, uh, uh, much like, much like Paul Elliott, we didn't, uh, we didn't live up to our end of the deal.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean I haven't gotten wine from Paul in forever. Nope. Have you gotten anything from,
0: from Paul in a while? I have not, but that's okay because Fort Orange Brewing Company, the beer that brought America alive. I don't know if that's <laughs> what they say. Or the, bri- the beer that brought America to the moon. Maybe maybe that or something. I'm sure it's one of those. All right, well today's episode is on the Oma Plata. The Oma Plata, besides being one of the most one of the funnest <laughs> words to say in jiu jitsu omoplata is uh, it's a, a submission it's some it, it's a, a submission that can it, it can be used to sweet people to set something up to transition it's it's a very uh, versatile tool in a jiu jitsu practitioner's toolbox what's the plural form of omoplata is it umoplatas or umoplatai
1: no omopatas finesse.
0: You said that with Portuguese such authority. Word. Are you 100% sure? Yeah, because it's
1: a it's a Brazilian Portuguese word, yeah. Uh, what does it mean? It, it's the old old Portuguese word for a shoulder blade.
0: Okay, and why, as, as, as we get ready to jump into this world, why, let's talk about the name. Why does it give it called the shoulder blade?
1: Because if you do it right, you see the shoulder blade coming off their back.
0: Ooh, that's a very, uh, that's a very... Scary way to think of that. Now, the Oma plata. Let's talk about first of all the origins. It doesn't. It didn't start off with Brazilian jiu jitsu. I read somewhere that it came from judo. I think they even had it in catch wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Although uh,
1: I, I've always been truly curious about the true origin story um, of the Oma plata, because the reality is, it's such a convoluted um, sugar lock that um, my guess is more of an accident than reality. Like it wasn't planned. Like an iron bar, you can go, okay, all right. If I hold the head, if I hold the wrist, and I push through the elbow, like something's going to break. But the plata, like your legs have to be oriented in such a way, your hips, your shoulders, they have to be oriented in a, in a, in a position. To me, I think it was more of an accident. I think people were grappling or wrestling or, you know, doing judo having a you know whatever the case in the whatever the case may have been and somebody you know somebody just got their legs tangled up in somebody's arm and i i just picture in my head somebody's shoulder just breaking and somebody going whoa whoa, whoa wait stay right here there's something to this and then like reimagining that entry and and so on and so forth someone happened just happened to stumble upon it potentially yeah I, I don't know if it's true or not, but, but that's, to me, that's what would make the most sense because every other like joint lock or chokehold, like it makes sense. Like the, the, the overall, you know, but the whole Plata mechanically is very functional, but how would somebody derive it from nothing is is tough.
0: I always, as I'm rolling, will get in positions and sometimes I'll stop and go, well, hold on, hold on. What was that? Like, and in my head, I'm thinking, what was that? Maybe, maybe this is the moment that I find, Something, the one, yeah. the one thing, the, the thing that no one else has found. Maybe let's, let's go over that. And if, and I work through it and usually it ends up going, I hey, know that's nothing. Or if, or if you're sitting there watching, you'll, you'll just immediately shatter those hopes and dreams and go, Nope, that's nothing. I'm, okay. Thank you. Thank, thank you. I appreciate that. Couldn't let me just, <laughs> couldn't just let me soar in the clouds with, with all the uh, jujitsu greats for just that moment. I mean, that's what, is that what you're doing in those times? Yeah, I close my eyes, and I picture me soaring with Elio and these <laughs> guys through the clouds. You don't do that? You don't that's, have those that's
1: moments? That, I'm glad I'm pulling you out of there. No, I don't have those moments.
0: All right. Uh, oh, <laughs> before we get out of the origin, have you seen the judo or catch wrestling version of the omoplata?
1: Yeah, I have.
0: What what, what What's the difference in those? Well, with catch
1: wrestling, like we've talked about it before, catch wrestling is very power based um, so for them, if a technique isn't quite working the the first solution that will come to mind is just put more power you know I mean crank harder and so on I mm-hmm. um, that's not a knock on catch wrestling it's just the the approach you know um so they might be a little bit further behind than let's say judo or judoka doing an omoplata, but um, even, even a judo style omoplata, generally speaking, is, is um, you know a few decades, if not more, behind where Brazilian jiu-jitsu is with their omoplatas. Um, I think jiu-jitsu has taken the omoplatas and developed it quite a bit more than any other
0: style. Omoplata was originally, it took a while to kind of catch on in jiu-jitsu, did it not? It was something that people, it was around, but wasn't necessarily practiced often by a lot of people?
1: No, because it's such a, you have to, you know, jiu-jitsu is still fairly young. Brazilian jiu-jitsu is still fairly young. So if you go back 30 years and you show somebody an omoplata, they can go, okay, cool. I get it. This works. I can submit somebody Um, and it's a cool place. They're kind of stuck. They don't have a lot of options how do I get here? Because like we said, it's such a, you know, at least on a surface level, so convoluted on how you'd get there that maybe it wasn't appreciated because even though it could have been like a really cool move, um, it may have been like a high dollar move, you know, where it becomes one of those things where if you pull it off, you're the cool guy, but it may not be practical on a day to day. it it would be like a, like a highlight reel move. You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't be something that is easily accessible. At least people thought there wouldn't be easily accessible or there wasn't a lot of value to like day to day or practical application. You know, they might've considered like a, you know, quote unquote, a seminar technique, something that you show that's flashy. Um, and, and, and I, I mean, Again, go back thirty years, where a lot of these very advanced guards haven't even been created yet. It makes sense as to why people would be intimidated about the day to day applications of an normal plata.
0: Right, and it, as, as far as a, a move in catching on, it wasn't until what would you say the was it like the mid nineties? Was it was it allowed in competition? For a while absolutely
1: yeah no i think i think it was always allowed in competitions I, I i don't know maybe it wasn't i i to my knowledge it was always allowed but it wasn't really until nino shambri came on the scene that um omoplata became a thing
0: and what did he start what, what did he start doing with omoplatas? was it just like a traditional omoplata what we think nowadays and people yeah
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, um, I don't know if you've ever seen, you know, Computer Night, if you haven't, it's worth watching some of his highlight reels and stuff. Um, you know, his MMA career was good, but the, the real, where he really shined was in jiu-jitsu. Um And Nino was like a, he was like a, like a, like a super phenom um, back in the, you know, mid to late nineties, early two thousands. Um, and he, uh, he basically was omoplata everyone. I mean, he just, he had like a knack for it. His style, the omoplata fit, fit right in and it just kind of worked for him. He was very, um, very flexible, very agile, very acrobatic, you know? Uh, and then he could, he was, like I said, he had a good feel for the omoplatas, and he was really good about hitting them. And he was doing them from all over the place. He was doing them from standing up. He was doing from, you know, side mount from you know neon belly from top mount from close guard from open guard i mean like he was just hitting them from everywhere and people didn't have a solution for it because like i said a lot of people weren't even practicing the defenses because to them that was a highly real move that would never happen to them there's no reason to practice that's not going to be something that you encounter every day well you know came out out of nowhere and started doing it to everyone and it became like a Became one of his iconic moves.
0: Now let's look at the actual omoplata and talk about the mechanics of it and what the setup and everything about the actual move itself. So, if we look at in my mind, omoplata, the most traditional, stereotypical version of it is going to be from guard, correct? Correct. And so, what are the what are the characteristics of? Well, let's just start at the beginning. You have someone in your guard when. Is, is omoplata something you usually will think this is what I want to, I want to get this move. So I'm going to try to position myself for it. Or is it more of a move that you see because you're in a position and then you go, all right, I'm going to, um, it's
1: move. both, it's both. I mean, you can definitely manipulate people into giving you what you need to get it. Um, it's not hard to do so. Um, but, but generally speaking, let's say we're in in close guard, right? Um, mm-hmm. a, a super, super, you know, white belt 101 jutsu plata entry would be like, you know, your right hand holds their left sleeve, your left hand pushes their head away, and then you take your right leg and bring it over their head, over their shoulder and over their head so that your right shin is on their face by your left hand. Then you push them off, triangle your legs, and sit up. Um, and then when you sit up, you hug the body, place both of your feet facing away from the opponent, both of your knees facing towards the opponent's head and you hug them. When you hug them, you wanna remove any space between your hips, ribcage, cage and armpit and, and bicep and their body. Um, and then from there, you would grab your shin, your, your shin that's over their shoulder, pull that shin to your groin, you know, kiss the back of their head, hips forward and you you get a break at that point. That's a pretty, very fundamental, you know, Plata 101, not super high in depth or anything like that.
0: So it sounds easy enough, but when you start teaching this to people, where do you, what are some of the most common things you first start to see them doing incorrectly?
1: Um, the, the common pitfalls uh, are usually people don't sit up when they do their own Plata or they won't place their leg. The, the really, really most common thing is their leg positioning uh, is, is not... Correct. So they'll have their legs out in front of them or they'll have one leg out in front of them. And if your feet are pointing in front of you, you can't finish the Plata. That's a really common mistake.
0: And you're talking um, about the,
1: basically the end of the submission, right? Correct, correct. At the end. Correct. Where nowadays people don't have a hard time getting into the omoplata. Uh, I think where the technique has been lost has been in finishing the omoplata. We don't see a lot of people finishing the omoplata anymore. In fact, uh, a few years ago, I did a seminar, um, at the school and, and the black belt there asked me to show them the omoplata sweep. And I said, oh, you mean like sweeping off of an omoplata? And and they referred to it as, no, like the omoplata sweep. Like they didn't even comprehend that it was actually a submission. This was a black belt. And it's not, not to shame him. It's not fault, not any of his fault. He had to learn it from somebody. So even his instructor was mis- misled or, you know, not completely thoroughly educated. Um you know, which, which it happens, you know, that that's not nothing to be ashamed of. Um, So most people can get into it. Most people can't finish it. And the reason why they can't finish it is usually their feet is out in front of them or they're not sitting up or they're not controlling the opponent's body, you know, and and basically allowing the opponent to be mobile. And then that's where things kind of fall apart.
0: When When you say they can't finish it, are they usually, they, they, they get the leg over the shoulder. They then um, start to sit up. And then what's keeping them from finishing? Are, are, they, are they leaning forward and just not?
1: So, so it's, a, it's a, a number of things, right? It could be like if, they're, if, if they have at least one foot in front of them, they cannot finish them plata. Okay. And when you say
0: in front of you or um, just like there's direct
1: straight, directly in front directly of you. Straight. straight out, okay. Yeah. Yeah. If that happens you can't finish a plata because you can't move forward. Like there's a limitation in mobility. there's a limitation in your mobility, so you can't finish it. And um, the forward
0: motion that's you're talking about that's so important is basically your chest leaning towards your partner's head almost like well, in class you describe it as trying to kiss the back of their head.
1: Correct. Correct. You kiss the back of their head and drive your hips forward, but you can't drive hips forward and you can't kiss the back of their head if one of your legs is in front of you. Like I said, that's a really common mistake. And then the other thing that happens is, okay, we fix the legs, but then they stop controlling the the opponent's body, right? Because they're supposed to be hugging their body because their their opponent is usually in all fours. so they don't control the, the body enough, and then the opponent just rolls out of the plata, which is where, like, the quote-unquote omoplata sweep happens is you go for an plata, you can't finish it for whatever reason, the opponent rolls out of it, and then you end up, like, in side mount, you know? Um, but it's not – It's omoplata was never designed to be a sweep. It was designed to be a submission. It is a submission.
0: And so the guy that you talked to who said, hey, the omoplata sweep, was was that – in his head, the sweep where, yeah, all right, so you throw the foot, foot over the shoulder, you sit up, and then as you lean forward, you're They'll counting roll. on them to roll.
1: Correct. They'll roll. Okay. And, you know, it was a pain induced roll. It was never the idea of, like, I can't roll, I can tap him here, you know, like, and, 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 and like I said, these things happen, you know, um, but it's important that we. If we do jujitsu, jujitsu is it's, it's amazing in it that if you give a, a 100% perfect input, you'll get a 100% perfect output. So if you do jujitsu right, it doesn't matter who you're doing it to or who is doing it, it will always work. If you armbar me, my arm will break just the same as if I armbar you. Like, like, I'm not magic because I'm a black belt. So, um, you know when people say oh, the omoplata doesn't work no no, no that you're failing <laughs> you know um, but, but maybe you just never learned it right and like i said and, and that's that's nothing to be ashamed of
0: and then seeing the omoplata is a sweep kind of is a testament to how versatile the omoplata is because yeah if you if you do it on someone and you don't control that body and they're or they're faster and you just you're not as skilled and they roll through all is not lost. You you still have a number of things to do from there, but why how, why do all those things if you can cut it off right at the start?
1: Right, so omoplata um, is one of those few techniques in Jiu-Jitsu that is one truly universal, meaning you can hit it from just about any position in Jiu-Jitsu, Ezekiel being another one, armbar, you know, there's a few techniques in Jiu-Jitsu that are 100% universal. You can hit them from anywhere in any technique, top bottom it doesn't matter. Owen is very much one of them, which makes it very versatile. You can use it as a takedown defense, you can use it as guard passing, as defending the guard from being passed. You can use it from the mount, you can use it from a defending side mount. I mean there's a just a wide variety of options. Um, it's incredibly versatile just in its attack form, but it can also be very good even as a defensive method. Like you said, if it, if I know I can't tap somebody because they're faster, stronger, bigger, or I just don't want to deal with a guy being on top, I can throw an old plata, not tap them or fail at tapping them. And then in order for them to protect themselves, they have to basically give up top position so omoplata is one of those that not only is it universal it's also a plus one technique meaning that no matter what happens you're always going to be at least one move ahead whether it's a submission or getting top control
0: before we move away from the common problems you mentioned the a couple that were on the tail end of the submission are there any early on in the setup that you tend to see
1: um yeah. Um people try to force an Ola Plata from happening. The, the the reality is in the best ola Plata's are the ones that you force your opponent into it, not ones that you force yourself into it. Meaning, you know, I can do things to my opponent that makes them move themselves in such a ways that they essentially place themselves in a prime position for an Ola Plata. The, those are the best ones. The worst ones are the ones that you didn't set up your opponent and you're just trying to get into it by moving yourself. It's very tough to do that. Um, a good example of like a good home apply setup would be like if you are in close guard and you throw an armbar, right? Mm-hmm. The opponent defends the armbar, yanks their arm out. Well, when they yank their arm out, from the omoplata, they're essentially exposing the other arm to the omoplata. And that's like a a really good, like you you baited them into moving in a way that made them vulnerable to the omoplata. A bad example would be being in close guard and not making them expose their arm, not making them expose their shoulders and just thinking, I'm just going to roll right into this omoplata, like it's going to happen. Like, like that's not real, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. One uh, w- one thing I think about is when you get to the last part of the omoplata, you sit up, and then you talked about controlling their body. Uh, I've had plenty of times where I, I get on that omoplata, and I'm with someone. They're strong, and then they they're able to just kind of they're able to work their way out of it, or they they stop it in its tracks. What am I, What are the best ways to controlling that body?
1: Um, and it, it depends on, on body proportions, meaning like how close in size you are to your opponent. Uh, example, if you were, if you're doing it to yourself, I would say hug the shoulder with that arm that's over their body, go under their, their armpit, hug their outside,
0: yeah, so, you, mm-hmm.
1: so, so yeah, so your arm would go over their body, under their armpit and cup their collarbone, shoulder area. And at that point, you're essentially hooking yourself to them. There's no space. Um, but let's say you are did it to me. I might be too big for you to go over my back, under my armpit and grab my collarbone. So I would say, just grab my collars and pull your elbow to your ribcage. And that would eliminate any space.
0: When you say grab your collars, am I grabbing the collars from underneath your uh, yes. shoulder?
1: Yes, correct. So, okay. since you can't reach through the shoulder, you'd reach the furthest point up, and then you create a grip there, and that becomes your anchor.
0: Got it. Okay. Now, let's talk a little bit about when uh, the transitions from when people roll out of it, all is not lost. What's, what's usually there? There are numer- numerous things you can do that you could. The simplest thing would be you could just roll again, right? Absolutely. So um,
1: before we talk about like a a quote-unquote fail on plata, let's just talk about if you had really good control of the opponent's back. Even if you have no space and they roll, you just keep rolling and you'll get it. Now, if if you manage to not stay tight and they rolled, and now they're flat on their back and you're on your knees – you could just roll again and force the arm to happen. And generally speaking, the more rolls you do, the worse the arm Plata gets for your opponent. So that's a very solid option. The the other alternative is to get to your knees, and then you can do like a, you, there you can do like spinning arm bars and go into like shin on neck arm bars. You can do wrist locks. You can do different kinds. Of the shoulder locks, there's all sorts of Kimuras, there's all sorts of great, great follow-ups because the opponent is in such a vulnerable position and so exposed.
0: Let's look at another area, OMA platos are popular. Another one that comes to mind would be the lasso guard. Correct. Explain the, the Oma plata from the lasso guard.
1: So if you if you have your lasso hook, so let's say you have your left hand holds their, their right sleeve, your left leg is the lasso hook, you put your lasso hook in their armpit your right leg goes across their hip, your right arm hooks their leg, and you use your right arm and your right leg to help you spin. So as you spin underneath the opponents, your head goes towards their groin and then towards their um, armpit. As you spin, you essentially expose your opponent's elbow, the opponent's uh, right elbow. And in that case, in that situation, your left leg is already in the right place to bite down and go right into the shoulder lock into the plot in this case.
0: Hmm. what is what's one of your favorite omoplata finishes like after i get the omoplata how i like to finish after you get it yeah um there
1: there's one i used to do when i was a blue belt and i thought just because it was funny like you can actually wrist lock with your belly button off the omoplata and i used to do that just because i could and it was fun that's my dog everyone (laughs)
0: um as far as I like to think that that's actually someone in the house that you just you just you just did an omoplata and then a wrist locked with your belly button and that was their pain their the response painful. yeah oh
1: <laughs> no so uh, the but my anymore today my favorite way to finish is grabbing the collarbone um, grabbing the collarbone with my fart with my right arm that's over their body. And then with my free arm, I like to grab their, their neck and their collar. So almost like I'm doing like a choke from the back. Um, that way I can pull myself up into it. It adds a little bit of weight, keeps everything nice and tight. If the opponent pushes me on my back, it doesn't make a difference. If they roll forward, I'm so tight that I tend to stick with them. Um, it's just very aggressive way to finish uh, very tight,
0: what types of people are usually best at Platas? Is it big people, small people, style-wise? Is it the people who are aggressive, reactive? like
1: um, The people that you usually think of um, are usually between 160 to 190 pounds, although I, I do platas all the time, so they're de- definitely not size restrictive. Um, I do think that the, the big, big, Key thing is going to be um, because Oma platas can both be used as a countermeasure, as a counterfighting style, or as, a, as an offensive style. Um, I, I think that the, the big difference are the people that are going to be most leg centric. You know, if you're comfortable using your legs, you tend to do well in Oma If you're not, then you just don't.
0: And there's really no risk to attempting an Oma Plata.
1: Right. No, like, like I said earlier, you can, anytime you can do an old Plata, um, it may not be the best option. You, know, you may have better things in front of you, but an normal Plata is always a plus one. You know, either you get submission and if it fails, you're immediately on top. And if you're mm-hmm. smart, you can make that a plus two and chain it off into different attacks. So
0: lastly, what's the state of the omoplata today in modern jujitsu? It's, it happens all the time, but you don't see a lot of finishes. I
1: think the, the, the last person that was consistently finishing platas was my cousin Clark. Um, generally speaking, you don't see a lot of omoplata finishes anymore. Is he the one with the, the famous picture of him? Like, smiling? yeah, yeah. He was Clarking, hashtag Clarking, right? Yeah. 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 Um, uh, I think, Nowadays, because competitive jujitsu has fallen into two branches, into the point-oriented fighting and versus the submission-oriented fighting. In the point-oriented fighting, people are using it to get two points. They throw the the omoplata, they let the opponent roll out. Which in a tournament, that's two points for you. So if I omoplata you and you roll out to escape, I get two points. Which if we're if I'm a point fighter. I may be willing to do that because it'll be easier to get the two points than to fight for that submission and, and potentially lose a submission in, in submission only uh, grappling people will. Uh, so, so it, it's kind of like who does what, right? So let's say it's a point fighting, you are fighting, you and I are fighting in a competition and it's, it's points. I will omoplata you and I will let you escape. Because I get two points and that'll help me win the match, right? If it's a submission only and you're, you and I are fighting and I plot applaud you, you will give up the top position early on because it doesn't hurt you. So you don't actually get a lot of people fighting to keep it or fighting to def- to uh, to
0: avoid it because of the way that they're playing the rules. Okay. Well, that's going to be it for the episode of the Omoplata. Let's just do a quick little Omoplata role play. All right. So we're going to see how well you know the Omoplata and what you do in situations where things go wrong and you just have to improvise. All right. You okay. roll with a guy who comes in off the street says, Hey, my name's a uh, Stoopy Doop and I'm here to roll with you and pays you for your private Says, now let's just roll. You guys start to roll. You are in, he's in your guard. You go for a Omoplata and, <laughs> You go for it. Boom. And then you, you catch him in it. And it, But he's not tapping. He's just sitting there and he's just looking at you just with his with his disturbing smirk on his face. Uh-huh. And he goes, is that all you got? And his arms behind his back.
1: That's when you break that shit.
0: <laughs> you break it. The arms just roll, snap. Just,
1: I would just roll through one more time.
0: You roll through. Oh, so you just like alligator roll his. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you just, you, you roll and you rip it off and he just falls face down on the mat and then just starts to, (laughs) oh my God, the fuck are we doing? And he looks up at you (laughs) and all of a sudden this, this new arm grows out from the, the crevice that you ripped his old arm out of. You realize this guy's a homunculus. You got to fight him now.
1: Oh my God. Okay.
0: Now he walks up and he double eggs you and he's so fast. You can't stop it. Boom. Double eggs. You takes you down. He's in your guard again. Um, you go for another oma Plata. Sure. What do you do this time? You know, you know, if so you this, ta-
1: this time you go McKenzie Dern style and you go into rear naked with the oma Plata.
0: Okay. So are you, when when you do both of those, can you still break the shoulder, or are you limited now? Absolutely.
1: to Absolutely, just... no. You can break the shoulder and put them to sleep at the same time.
0: Okay, so this this guy, you break the shoulder, which he can heal from, but I don't I don't know what he does if you if you put him to sleep. I'm not sure if his powers help in that area.
1: No, see, you just put him to sleep, and then every time he wakes up, you put him to sleep again. Like you don't ever kill him. If you're just going to regenerate, you just you know
0: so is the rest of your life like are you bringing this guy with like you throw him in your car and like every three minutes you have to like pull over and like run back and choke him and then yeah just go
1: just go go raccoon style like like you just go Hensel style and raccoon him every time he wakes up
0: give him a little bit of pain and then put him to sleep wow see this is why you're a black belt. you really know how to attack from every (laughs) angle you know how to deal with all different types of people all right, Cora. That's Same. it. For, that's it for this episode. Uh, I will talk to you later, and everyone have a fantastic week.